Hey besties, it's Sika and Sharice and we're in the pod. So today we're talking about being bestie bosses. That's right. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, We thank you all for joining us first of all, but we're going to jump in and we are both going to define the definition of a boss to us. So Sika, what's your definition of a boss? Well, my definition of a boss is not necessarily just because you might own a business or um, something of that nature, or maybe you're in management and you're over a group of people. I think being a boss encompasses so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a boss is being able to be a leader as well as a follower to me. Also keeping everyone else in mind uh, when you're doing things and also being able to bring people with you. That's true. And that's what I think bossing up is. It's really just not, oh, I own a business. I'm a boss. No, you can be a boss without even owning a business if you ask me. There are many bosses that lead their friendships. They lead their marriages mm-hmm. and they lead their children and so on. And they boss up in those ways. So Okay, good mm-hmm. job. I don't know how to um, come behind that. But I would say my definition of a boss is... Somebody who doesn't mind getting their hands dirty, meaning you may have employees or you may own the business, but you're doing the same work that they're that they are doing. You're the janitor, you're the secretary, uh, you're the bookkeeper, you're the window washer, whatever it is that your employees are doing, that you're doing that job, too, because you all know that I have this saying where I say, you know, I'd rather be a leader than a boss. Mm -hmm. So if you're setting that example and you're showing those expectations of what you expect for them, you're leading them. So you are um, raising up other bosses or Mm -hmm. other leaders. So that's my definition. And again, just like you said, it doesn't mean that you actually have a business. You can be a boss and work under someone, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes I've seen people who are better than their bosses. Yes, definitely. definitely. I've definitely experienced those things. Yes, and yes. You wonder, like, okay, who's the boss? But you know what? And everyone is a boss in their own right. That's right. So I don't want to get it confused with, oh, I got a business, I'm a boss. No, you can totally not be a boss and have a business and be ran by the manager That's or right. someone else. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, because the boss is not always there sometimes, So, but a leader is. Right. Definitely. You got to be a leader that is equivalent to being a boss, being a leader, being able to boss up and handle things that come towards you, um, being able to maneuver under pressure. Right. I think that's a huge thing in being a boss and being a boss. That's right. That's good. So let's tell the people um, before we get into what our businesses are. Let's talk about it a little bit about our nine to five, because not only do we both run different businesses or organizations, we still both have a nine to five, you know, you got to make the money somehow, right? Unless they make the donuts. <laughs> That's right. Until you don't have to. Until you don't have to. Okay. Yes. So with me, I'm a, um, right. I've been in nursing since 2006, 20, 20, 20, 2006. So a long time. yeah, 2006 <laughs> long enough. Yes. So it's been over going on 14 years for me and being in nursing. And um, I absolutely love being a nurse. And I started out as ICU nurse at Northwestern and then over to the VA, loved my veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, But I knew there was something more Mm -hmm. that I wanted to do besides being a bedside nurse in ICU. Okay. And um, in nursing school, like the senior year nursing school, Mm -hmm. I was in an OR. And the nurse I was supposed to be following, she didn't want to leave me. See? She was just left me in the corner. See? Her mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because then the nurse anesthetist, who happens to be a black woman, and I'm like, oh, who's that behind? Uh, you know, who's over there behind those drapes? It's a, black, it's a sister over there. Right. So she's like, come here. <gasps> and when I, told, when I tell you, she mm-hmm. sold me the profession. Mm, this is this is what good. it is. This is how you do it. This is what you're gonna need. Yeah. And from that point on, I wanted to be a nurse anesthetist. And thank God, God willing, I've I've been able to accomplish that. Yes. So right now, my part time, full time is basically nurse anesthesia, where I put people to sleep for a living, Uh-oh. for surgery, place epidurals for Uh-oh. um <laughs> for the birthing process and um it's very rewarding but it is also very um time restraining of course and also I can't pass that on to my child of course right. <laughs> or even um 
you have limitations. And the, although I have my anesthesia company now that I branched mm-hmm. out last year, started Atkins Anesthesia. Yeah. So I've been able to kind of make my own schedule. And this has been really nice of me. Like this is so refreshing okay. and I can see the changes amongst my family. So that's, that is what you would call my nine to five. Your nine to five. Yes. That's good. That's a great profession too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so me, I kind of been all over the place. Not really though. Um, my passion is children. So I'm in the field of education. Um, so nine to five, eight to three, whatever you want to call it when it comes to education. I um, was originally working for CPS, um, but now I work um, for another school district and I work with three and four-year-olds. Love that age group. That is like the best age group, you know, to me. So I love children and um, I've been in the education field, I would say over 10 years now, Um, probably a little bit more than that, probably about yeah, 10. I would say 10. It would be 10. Because um, when I first started teaching, I was at a private school. And they, they were newly open. And Asia was one of my first students. Asia is my daughter. Oh. Yeah, so that was, like, really dope to just run that age group three rows. And I treated her just like I treated all the other kids. I was Miss Payne at school, mommy at home, okay? <laughs> so, um... I just have a love for children, and the reason I think I'm so like focused and geared towards that age is because I totally believe in setting the foundation early. If you lay the foundation down solid early, that they can learn from that, they can take that with them, because you're going to always remember something when you were three, when you were younger. It's something that you remember that you can learn from. You can capture them and learn about their unique learning styles, you know, at that age. And that's a learning style that they can take with them throughout their years through, you know, even when they're adults or whatever, because believe it or not, every last one of us have a individual learning style. Um, I'm more of a visual learner. So, you know, things like that. So education is my um, background. It's my nine to five. I also did it in depth in finances. Um, <clears throat> yeah, money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love money. Somehow I can't always keep enough of it for myself. <laughs> that is the story of the of life, right? Life, right. But mm-hmm. I can tell somebody else like how to manage their money, and you know, I can do the finances and I can write the checks. But when it comes to me, it's like oh, I'm so hard on myself. But mainly, my love is children. So that's my. Eight to three, nine to five, however you take it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That's yes. what it begins in childhood. So they need people to have a passion in it. Yes. So true. with that being said, what is like a thing that when we thinking about like I I'm just wondering like what would you mm-hmm. wish you know like know have known about your career? Mm. Oh before so, like yeah, when you began. You yeah. Know? So when I began and I still see this now, um, I wish I would have known that a lot of parents are not being held accountable. Mm. You know, um, I'm seeing that. Like, it really, I was just really going to do this talk um, about children at such an early age who have to get like an IEP, and that's called an individual education program. And IEP is like something when a child um, lacks something in academics or have a behavior problem. So I understand, you know, as the older you get, That may come with the territory, but I'm not understanding why at the age of three, four, and five, a child has an IEP. Mm -hmm. You're not born that way. So we're not holding our parents accountable. And I wish I would have known that, that a lot of parents don't really spend time with their children or don't sit down and do things with their kids. And I guess I didn't know that because when I was younger, that didn't happen in my household. Mm Mm-hmm. My parents sat down with us. You know, we talked at the dinner table. We went places. So I did that with my daughter. I do that with kids now. I talk to them. So I even can remember a time when I was in Head Start because I'm that old that it was called Head Start then. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell our age now. Right. (laughs) That I would go to school and I had one friend. I still remember her name, Alethea. 
I would go to school, I would talk to her, I would play with her. But when the teachers would talk to me, I would say nothing. Like I was a mute. I would not answer. I would not reply. I went to the bathroom. I wasn't like peeing on myself and stuff like that. I did everything they told me to do, except I would not communicate with them. Right. Mm -hmm. So those teachers, they wanted me to be tested. They thought something was wrong with me. So they told my mother that and my mother was like, what? Like, no, a mute? Like, no, she talks. Yeah, yeah. And she can speak very well. So she told me to come here and she asked me some questions and they were surprised that those words were coming out of my mouth. So that's why I'm so surprised, like with parents not being held accountable, because how can you have a teacher tell you, oh, I think your child needs an IEP and you agree with it? But you know your child at home may talk to you. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do, maybe pop in, do an observation on your child. You know, make your child open their mouth at school or say something so that the teachers can know in instead of labeling these children. Oh, that's, that is huge. Yeah. The labels and then being in healthcare, I see it all the time. You, mm -hmm. see, you see charts and you just see all these different labels. And at a, such a young age, you just wonder like, okay... What what's the definition of this, and, and exactly. how did you determine that at such an early age? This person is still developing, and, yeah. and and it is a lack of inattention of the parent in some some cases, That's true. and even being taken care of um, like patients that are having dental care yeah. due to lack of brushing. Yep. You yep. know that's the for one of the first things our parents taught us is how to exactly. brush our teeth. Yeah, brush yeah right. Teeth. Yep. So um, you do have cases where you have three and four year olds coming in because they never brushed their teeth and now they have to have actual operations under anesthesia. Yes, and it's all it's just lack of dental care. So that is that's huge. Yes, it, it, is. it is so true that yep. um, parents are lacking the attention that our children need, especially with these diagnoses that they don't need. Need that's right. Yeah. 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 So, and what about like you, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it within your career? Um, I wish my biggest failure is not believing in myself or was not mm -hmm. believing in myself. Like I said, with the nurse anesthetist that pulled me to the side, like, hey, this is what you, this is what you want to do mm -hmm. and kind of went over that. It took me seven years to make a move with that. Mm. Because I wasn't the A plus student, I am a person that don't like. I didn't like studying That's when I was me. in school. Okay, mm -hmm. I literally would sit in lecture, listen. I might write something down, and then I would go home, and I never read the book and nothing. Mm -hmm. And then the night before the test, I sat down with a cup of coffee at about one a.m. and I would read my. <laughs> Notes, notes and review all the way up until test time. Then I can regurgitate everything that I read. Yeah. So I'm a, I can do really good recall when oh, it comes to okay. testing. That's good. But studying, that wasn't me. And so when it came to um, nursing school, mm -hmm. I had to figure out how to study for nursing school. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a complete different beast. Mm -hmm. So um, I had got a couple C's. My GPA wasn't the best. Okay. You know, I had to put more effort in it to That's keep right. my to make sure my GPA was good. Yeah. So going into um, graduate school and applying to get in, I just felt like, oh, it's so competitive. Everybody has like a four point three or mm -hmm. whatever. I'm making up all type of stuff in my head. <laughs> like these these people got like seventeens and. <laughs> No, seriously. But the GPA score was like a 3.5 to 4.0. Um, on average, you would see that posted okay. um, as far as the average score that they would have. And so my GPA was like a 3.3. Okay. And I'm like, I ain't getting in. I ain't good enough. God. Right? It's doubting yourself. Doubt. Yep. Doubt. Mm -hmm. So then I went and took a couple of graduate courses and okay. um, got my GPA where it was supposed to be. But that took time. Right. Come to find out I already had what I needed. To get in, okay. and that seven years of being in ICU could have been spent already completing anesthesia school, Sweet. already starting my career, and maybe starting acus anesthesia five years before now. Right, you know. So um, just self doubt. I wish yeah. I would have known that I could have did it before. Before, and right. also the naysayers. Of course, so many naysayers. Yeah. Why? Why would you go into anesthesia school? You can't even work the last two years, can you? And See. why would you give up your salary? Because you always have to realize that when it's something more that you want, right? You got to go after it. You got to go after it, no matter it. what nobody says. So That's right. That was that was hard, but I wish I would have learned that lesson earlier. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Let's see. Now you know. You know now. See, you know mm -hmm. better now. Exactly. Yes. So of course we're talking about <clears throat> bossing up, bestie bosses. So we're gonna um, tell you a little bit about our businesses and stuff. So I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Sika again. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what she does. Like this is a for real like boss. Boss, boss, boss. Like, this girl just keeps <laughs> going and going stop? and Would going. And I love it. It just motivates me. So, go ahead, girl. <laughs> okay. So, I kind of kind of touched on one of my businesses. And it is um, Atkins Anesthesia. It is basically myself contracting my services out to hospitals versus or anesthesia groups versus um, signing on to the group and receiving schedules and mm -hmm. maybe um, I do have more flexibility in negotiating pay mm -hmm. or reimbursement for my services versus actually being employed by a group. Okay. And um, so that's what I'm doing with anesthesia. Oh, Josh, and then, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then my next thing is um, I was founder. I am founder of the Rejuvenation House, co-founder, mm -hmm. and um, that's a medical spa. Mm -hmm. And we offer a lot of service, and that's why I picked up the uh, Botox and fillers training. Right. So I'm also aesthetic aesthetics nurse, mm -hmm. um, but I have been so um, blessed and fortunate that I've been able to venture off into something that I've, I'm finding a lot of passion in yeah. currently. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to branch out and move on in another direction. Right. And I'm going to be um, launching my Opulence Suites, which are already being built out right now. Yes. So it's Opulence Beauty Suites. That is going to be for all of you estheticians, That's massage right. therapists, nurse injectors. Mm -hmm. You can hit me mm -hmm. <laughs> in my DM if you need a suite. Um, they're going to be very classy, upscale yes. suites for um, all of those professionals that they can have their own business. Right. I think it's so important that, you know, being in the beauty field, I see how many people actually take advantage of taking care of themselves. Yes. They like, they want to be pampered. Yeah. And I think it's great to be able to be in a position where I can empower other yeah. professionals to take their business on in their own hand. I agree. You you can make a lot of money for yourself, and yes. I and people I think are so scared to go out there mm -hmm. and say, okay, you know what, I'm not gonna work for you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna work for myself, mm -hmm. and I paid a little money to, to keep my space. Yeah, and I think it's gonna show a lot of people what they really can do and what they're capable of. Yes, I agree. I'm gonna have a um office in there. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing, but I just want to <laughs> be in the building. So I'm gonna have me a space. She don't know it yet, but now she knows. <laughs> Yes, so that's the, that's launching. That's gonna be in, it's in Bridgeport. So um, and there's gonna be several locations to come. Yeah, there's gonna be several locations Speak to come. It. Yes, I do have a skincare line which I have not been paying attention to the way I should. Been distracted, but mm -hmm. I need some. It's of those in the works. Yes, it's <clears throat> it's in the works. It is in the works and. When that is available, I definitely will let you all know. That's right. So th that's what I'm doing as far as business. And I look to um, basically focus on the things that I have in front of me being opulence as well as the SEMA skincare. Yes. And of course, Atkins Anesthesia, that's going to be always there because I love anesthesia. Okay. But just honing in and focusing on those business and trying to get a mastery of them. Okay. Go ahead, girl. I told y'all. And she ain't done yet. <laughs> but I'm going to just keep that quiet. Excuse my <clears throat> clearing of my throat. But you heard it here first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so silly. So tell me about yours, Bastion. Girl, do nothing. No, you're right. I absolutely love her vision, y'all. And um, how she executes it. Tell them about it, Risa. Okay. So I have an organization which is called A Queen and Her Princess. And I host with myself and my daughter. We host every year uh, mother and daughter empowerment luncheons where it's a time for mothers and daughters to come together. I have speakers come out. I have entertainment for every age you can think of. I mean, you can bring your daughter at a uh, new birth. I mean, sorry, newborn, sorry, up to the age of 35, whatever your daughter age is. And we just come together. We have a good time. We empower those mothers and daughters because my main vision and focus is to make sure that we are maintaining or that we are building stronger mother and daughter relationships. A mother needs 
her daughter, a daughter needs her mother, especially right now in today's world of everything that's going on, you know, with the mm -hmm. current events of yes. sex trafficking and things like that. It's very important. So God gave me that vision and said, I need you to empower these mother daughter relationships. Um, I'm a single mom, so my I have a heart for single moms, but I do not eliminate the married moms because I have friends that are married, um, women that I know that are married and that have daughters. And so it's very important to me to make sure that we are building those relationships. We have like back to school events, um, things like that. Um, as far as like making money, I don't look to make money I, that I do get a little bit of money, but it, I put every penny back into that organization. Um, my non-for-profit for Queen Heart Princess will be opening very, 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 very soon. It will be a true non-for-profit, but I am legal. Trust me, I'm already there. <laughs> so, um, then also my daughter has a t-shirt line, so... I'm like the co-founder of her t-shirt line, Royal Cool Kids, which she just recently told me, like, I'm done doing that. I'm too old now. But that's how we do get money in because we do still have people every now and then to call, you know, want a t-shirt. So bring money in on that way. Um, I also do a little bit of spiritual business coaching. And what I mean by that is that you have to take preaching and ministry outside of the church. You don't have to always go to church. It's just about relationship with God. And when you're starting a business, people look, okay, well, let me go to church or I need to just pray, pray, pray. Yes, you do need to pray, but you don't have to always go to church. Your business, the thing is you got to make sure if God gave you the vision, that's mm -hmm. the first thing. So if he gave you the vision, make sure that you just keep going. It will get harder. So I'm just trying to make sure that I'm coaching people that this business is for God and that at the end of the day, he's going to get everything back. That you're going to give everything back to the kingdom of God. So I have that. You can DM me if you need some coaching advice, some experience, whatever. Whatever you need, I'll be there to support you. Um, and then I'm working on something else that you all will hear about very soon. But it has something to do with sense. So I'll just keep it at that. But um, <laughs> that's going to be dropping soon. I promise you. It's going to take a while to drop, like, major, but soon you'll be hearing about it. So, that's yeah. a little bit of me about my bossing up. Yeah, I think it's kind of important for us to talk about how it is um, not, it may look easy to stretch yourself mm -hmm. um, in different directions. And sometimes, um, just knowing how much you can take and how much you can put on yourself as a boss, right? Mm -hmm. um, not overwhelming yourself. And it's so easy to get distracted and start and say, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good idea, too. Mm -hmm. And that's a good idea. And you're going to get offered opportunities yes. while you're in this um, position where you're you having an innovate, like an innovative mind. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're envisioning things and you're putting them to motion. And people see that and they also want to um, walk that path yep. or they feel like there's something that you can offer and most of the time you both can re it's like a reciprocate like reciprocating relationship yes. so it's true but some you have to know how much to put on yourself, on yourself. so with us being um working our nine to fives yep. you know quote-unquote nine to fives as well as running businesses and even launching businesses yes. you have to know how much to put on yourself and it, it won't be an easy task at all you're going to have ups and downs there are going to be some things you start and you're going to realize like Cherise said you have to make sure that it's God That's that right. you're doing it and you and you prayed about it yep. and that you got an answer that said move forward so there's going to be things that you decided to do that God necessarily didn't check off and sign on yes too. yes yep. so they might not go as <clears throat> as you planned but when those things that you know are divine and that you know are for you just keep pushing keep pushing and keep pushing yes. and they will happen Yes, they will. Yeah. That's all you got to do is just keep on pushing, birthing your baby. You know, a woman, you carry a, a baby for nine months, right? Yes. And then you're in labor for who knows how long, right? <laughs> uh, in my case, three days. Oh, see. See, <laughs> see Lord. See, God knows where everybody needs. Because I was too weak for three days, okay? <laughs> all right. I went in labor. I started pushing at 1 o'clock. She came out at 1.40. All right. Thank you, Ooh, God. Bless yes, your bless heart. Her. He knows what you need. So, for, so why I'm saying that is because some of, for some of us, the process may take longer. Exactly. You know, when, to birth your baby. And, for, and then some, it can be just like that, a blink of an eye. But 
what's for you is for you. So don't get jealous of somebody else's business because you haven't got that opportunity yet. It's coming if it's meant to be. Exactly. And I think that we need to be so steadfast Mm -hmm. in what God has for us because we are all being used in a way that's going to um, serve serve him. Yeah. It's all about his kingdom. So you you might (laughs) you might most definitely reap the benefits of, yes, you have a successful business and you're moving in a direction of life that you want to go in. But you must you must realize that the greater and bigger picture is that God glory is being presented in front of you and to everyone else and is being manifested. So it's going to be able to (laughs) stop it. So it's going to be able to inspire and to. Move further than you can even imagine. Your reach mm-hmm. just from you moving in the path that you're supposed to be moving in your business that has been ordained by God is yeah. um is what you is what you want to do. Yeah. So if it's hard, keep going. Keep going. If you truly believe it was God sent, don't give up. Don't give up. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be something greater than you can imagine. So like even with that, like who are within your business i know we all we have like people that we admire people that inspired us so who would you say who are like three people that have influenced you when it comes to running your business or starting a business three people besides yourself and besides me i know <laughs> i just like no you you actually gonna be one <clears throat> so i'll start with you since you know you my bestie you know, oh, my, i love you bestie, y'all. but um you, okay. since we were, I think I was in anesthesia school. I was finishing up. You know, I've got my nose in the sand. I'm. This is what I'm. Fin- I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. And you was. You were. Uh, you would come on our group chat and be mm-hmm. like, "Let's get a business. Everybody should have a business." And we we're like, "Reese, sit down." <laughs> It need that. Sorry. <laughs> Don't put baby in the corner. But right. we were like, Reese, listen, we trying to focus. I think Toya was in uh, nursing school too. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, a lot of our friends and Taya was getting her master's. Yes. So we got, it's a group of friends. Of, it's a group of us. And um, a lot of us were honed in and focused on certain things right. in our life at that time. And Reese was really on this. I'm going I'm going to have a business. Yeah. I I'm, I'm going to start a business and she was doing things and she was going to conferences and things like that and she would invite us and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to make it." But when you don't have a mindset that, "Okay, I want to start a business." That's not your priority. Mm-hmm. You like, "You know what? Actually, I'm going to go do this." Right. Or I got to study. Right. And you know, you have to prioritize different. Right. So um just being able to keep hearing your nagging little voice. Oh, that no, nagging I'm little sorry. voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in the background. We all should have businesses. So when it came in when it came up and when I actually started to feel that way, mm-hmm. it was so easy because I call I think I text you or call you, I said, Reese. I'm going everywhere you go. Yes. I'm on it too. You was, I was like, I got bit by the business bug. <laughs> and she was like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. So just having someone when you did, when you reached that point. Okay. To, to be open to, yeah, this, you know what? That ain't my life. I, I want something different. Right. And knowing you can already, you already got a friend that had been talking about this three years ago when you weren't listening. Mm-hmm. That you can turn around and say, girl, I can hear you now. Aww. That was amazing. So you, my one, you're oh, one. Number you. two is Dr. Ajit Kumar. Okay. He is um, actually the, the chief of anesthesia mm-hmm. at, at Advocate Site. And okay. I absolutely, like, really look up to him. He's an okay. awesome leader. Okay. So he's also a mentor of mine. I act, I'm like, Perfect. Dr. Kumar, you're going to be my mentor. And I end up... In turn, getting him and his wife, which they're phenomenal and straightforward. But what really um, made me um, or made him a great mentor to me is because I see how he leads us. Okay. It always feels like family, even when he's laying a line of land, the laying a law down. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, this is what we need to do. This, this, this. And you just feel like, okay. It just feels like we all moving inside and we're in sync. Yes. And when we're working hard, he's working even harder. See? So that was a great example for me. And with being having employees, I don't ever want them to feel as though I don't appreciate them. That's right. Or that 
you're a worker bee. Right. Because I, I've seen that in anesthesia where you have worker bees and you have others, the higher bees, just sit up there and look at you and you ride yep. around with your head cut off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Dr. Kumar, he is amazing. So he's um, one person. Okay. Uh, that'll be my number two. Okay. Um, number three. This don't have to be nobody I know, right? Mm-mm. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. As you ask, okay. Girl, no. This is our podcast. I know, right? <laughs> right. Love it. So, I would have to say, I found this new, and I know I've said this before, but Oprah. Okay, yes. We love you, T.T. Oprah. Yes, T.T. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah is the epitome of a strong woman. Yes, she who is. Who is fearless mm-hmm. and who will say what is on her mind yep. mm-hmm. so that part of oprah outside of her being a billionaire right Hello. um just more more so what moved me about her is her personality yeah. her ability to say what people won't say yes her ability to be able to be comfortable enough that she's going to make you uncomfortable, but yeah. it's going to be for a reason. For a reason. Because I had struggled with that. I always wanted to make sure everybody else was comfortable mm-hmm. at the <laughs> at the expense so. of myself, right? Right. So um, just paying attention to people that move in a way that they don't degrade others. Yeah. But they also put their foot down. Yeah. And they're able to um, ask those tough questions or make those tough statements. Mm-hmm. I look at her and I'm like, she, now that right there. Is a boss. Is a boss. Yes. All right. She is. So those are my three people. Tell me about yours. Let me hear. Well, do I have three? Not this one. (laughs) (laughs) So my one, um, believe it or not, is my daughter. I'm I'm always going to talk about her. (laughs) She is just giving birth to her because I had this thing with butterflies. You remember? Yes. Yes. And it was because when I was pregnant with her, I was like, okay, it's like. A baby's in you, and it's like a you know caterpillar, and it turns into something beautiful. So it's mainly my daughter because I'm I've always wanted to be that mom that's home with my child, mm-hmm. or have the same off time with my child. So mm-hmm. that was that's my one because it's like I want to be there to raise her. I don't want the schools to raise her. I don't want the streets to raise her. I don't want my parents to raise her. Mm-hmm. I want to raise my daughter. So that she's my one. Um, then I would say another person. Um, would probably have to be, I would say, um, her name is Nikki Barnett, and she's a good friend of mine. And Nikki was actually like one of my parents when her son was like four years old at um, a school I was teaching at. And me and her became really close. And she was just, I was like this pretty girl. And she was doing real estate then, but she would always speak to me and talk. And we became really close. And then found out that she had different businesses and stuff. And then she took me like under her wing and Mm -hmm. told me some things. And like a lot of those things that I was inviting you all to, she was inviting me to, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would go to different conferences. I would meet people. So through her, like she kind of pushed me and got me out there. You know, I was sitting in the background because I'm an introvert, but um, no, you're not. Yes, I am. Really? talk about that (laughs) right we sure will (laughs) so I was sitting in the background but still I met people and just because I was always going people like oh I know you were hey so that's how I got like a lot of relationships of people that I know now Mm -hmm. is just by going putting my face out there I didn't have to probably say a word you know but just always showing up yeah you know so she kind of pushed me out there. I have a lot of people, uh, but since we're just naming three. And then, of course, since I'm going to take the next one, just like you did with T.T. Oprah. <laughs> <Exactly>. Y'all don't know. <clears throat> My other bestie is Sarah Jake Robertson. Okay. Roberts, I'm sorry. I love her. Like, she is another person. I call her, like, my thug pastor, my ratchet pastor, because she keeps it real. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about God and she's talking about life and how like, you know, I fight you, you know, (laughs) but just her because that's that's more that got me more into spiritual things like listening Mm -hmm. to her. It's not boring. It's real. It's raw. She tells the truth. Her life was not perfect. She was a teenager, a pastor's daughter, a teenager who had a baby, you know, had another child out of wedlock. You know, and things like that. So it's just like that. That was that was like my life. I wasn't a teenager, but still Mm -hmm. out of wedlock and I was living with someone and things like that. But just her, she motivated me to to just see this small woman, petite lady, soft spoken to get up on the stage in front of 
millions of people mm -hmm. and preach the word of God. And like, it's like a roar just comes out of her. Yes. You know, and it right. just touches your soul. I went, I went and had to see her speak and I plan on going to um, Denver um, in 20. 2020 to see her because I heard those conferences are the bomb. So I'll be with you. Yes, we okay. going. Okay, we already going to Florida for a conference. <laughs> we gonna be conference, gonna be conference okay. all the way out. Right. So that that would be those are probably like my three. Of course, I have more year one. Of course, because you just I'm like oh Seeker got another business. I'm gonna get another. <laughs> oh, oh, so got, oh I'm gonna get another. I'm like that's my best friend. Right. Really? You're so silly. Okay, let's yes. address this introvert statement you made. Okay, let's go because. I know you as an introvert. No, you're not. You know we're near to introvert. You. Yeah, not to me. Okay, so tell me what you think an introvert is or what 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 about you is introverted? Because I'm that person. I'll go places, I'll meet people, I say hello. But I'm not that person that okay, so my thing is an introvert. Like I can do a panel and speak on a panel. I'm always nervous, but that's a group setting. But if you take me and you, if I didn't know you and you put us in a room, I don't want to talk to you. That's an introvert. <laughs> like, I don't have nothing to say to you. I cannot stand when I go, like, to the doctor or you standing in line waiting. I'm on my phone for a reason. I'm reading a book and somebody comes sit next to you and talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Why are you talking to me? Like, oh, my goodness. So, but I can talk group. Put me up front in the stage. Let me say what I have to say. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to be nervous. Don't get me wrong. I can throw these events and do whatever. You can ask me on your panel. I can say yes or no. But talk about putting me in a room with somebody I don't know and have a conversation. Impossible. Wow. I'm an introvert. So stop trying to say that I'm not because I am. I, I thought I was an introvert, but Maya, Maya's my daughter, y'all. Uh -huh. Maya says not. You're not. I would be at the grocery store. I'd be that lady you don't want next to you. Because I'd be like, hey, oh my goodness, is that good? Have you tried this? And I get to talking. I get to talk. She said, mom, why do you always got to crack a joke? With the with the grocery woman or mm -hmm. anybody in the store, if I uh -huh. see somebody, oh, you need help with that, and they start talking, and I never noticed that. You're yeah. right. I probably am not an introvert. You are not. I thought I was. You're not, because you can spark up a conversation with anybody. See, cause we've been places. I don't want to talk to them people. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to tell you anything about my life, and I don't want you to tell me anything about yours. I do not. Know. And I, I'm like that with like my coworkers too, like. It takes me a while to get used to that. But I'm like that. I feel like I feel right. like it's different in a professional setting it because it's so many I to me, I feel like there's a limit. Mm -hmm. Like so my coworkers wouldn't know seeker seeker. Right. And that's because I have to work with you every day. Exactly. And if I don't, you know, I don't wanna have to share all of that a part of my life or a part mm -hmm. of who I am with everybody and then you stuck working in that environment and I and I think it's called a professional place. Yes. Because you're supposed to be a professional. A professional. Yeah. And um so I do act a little I do act different at work. At work. But I think people can okay. probably tell I'm not normal. Mm. I crack <laughs> I'd be wow. like, hey, how everybody doing? Smiling is the right. Silly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like that. See right. that's what maybe that came off to me as being an introvert because at work mm -hmm. or in school, I probably, mm -hmm. it depends on what arena I'm in. Mm -hmm. I will be a certain way. Right. Because you're very professional, at, you know, in those settings. Um, yeah. But me, I don't. Seeker will talk to anybody in the store, airplane, whatever. We were in Atlanta. We were going to Atlanta, remember? What happened? And the, the man I sat next to on a plane when we were going to Atlanta, he kept <laughs> talking to me. And I was just over like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. And I would have been, and I would have been, I would have been on talking to him like, yeah, you right. How about this? How about that? So yeah, it's funny. Me. It's it's funny, but say, man, shut up talking to me. Go ahead. I'm what sorry. they say, opposite to track. <laughs> yep. I'm all, somebody always want to talk to me. I don't want to talk. <laughs> but I do not want to talk to you. I, I don't. It's okay. It's But you're going to talk to, you're going to talk to our besties though. Of course. Okay. I'm going to talk to you all. See, this is totally different. When you all come in. In our pod, I'll talk to you all. That's different. It's a little bit different. But if you see me outside of the pod at the doctor's office, do not come sit next to me and talk to me, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you now. 
So that's going to be one of the most important things I've learned. Yeah. Don't talk to introverts because they don't want to talk to you. Exactly. Okay. I think I should. That's my next business. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, like, when I go to the doctor or something, I'm at the store. I'm going to say, I'm an introvert. Do not talk to me. <laughs> that's your new <laughs> t-shirt line. t-shirt line. I love it. Yeah. We're going we to keep this real raw because we're in the pod. Asia just came by. Say hi, Asia. Hi, pod. All right. <laughs> so we're just keeping it real. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Let's see. What, what else can we ask about? So we're running a business. Like, what are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way? Oh, um, people. Okay. I feel like that's a resource. But, um... Mm-hmm. I would, well, I guess, being able to um, network. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, networking has been huge in helping with uh, starting up a business. Mm-hmm. Um, social media. Yes. Social media is a huge resource. Using, I think, with our uh, medical spa, we we went to social media and just hammered both Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, you use like online sites and things like that just to spread the words, even like maybe some um, articles and things like that. We yeah. will make sure that we try to get our name out there. So resources in the way of marketing and free marketing being Instagram yes. and Facebook. Yes. Although you can pay for um, a blast, like yeah, a blast ad or whatever. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. utilizing that. That's like that was like number one to number get one. your, your um, clientele up. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I would say like the same thing. Of course, social media for me. Um, I do unplug from social media at times, but that's a number one. You get to meet a lot of people, learn different things about people. Um, I would also say LinkedIn, but that's a part of social media. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good resource. And then, of course, like you said, people just getting out there networking. You know, even though I'm an introvert, I still go to networking events. Uh, but but still, um I have this thing, spirit of discernment. So you discern people's spirits like, okay, that's somebody I need to talk to. And then they help you, you know, what, what happened? (laughs) So, well, sometimes things happen. Okay. But it happened in a good way. All right. Since you're talking about that. So I was saying, (laughs) go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, those are great avenues. And, um, I think, I think, I think you were on point with that. Yeah. Okay, so then mm-hmm. I think that it's good for people to know about like what you did to get it started. Like, yeah, we said, oh, we got an idea. Uh-huh. What did we do to get it started? Our podcast? You, you, no, not the podcast. What? Your business. Oh, your business, bestie. Your business. <laughs> well, I Thank I you. So how did you? How did you start Queen mm-hmm. Her Princess? Like actually, sure. like legally. Okay, definitely. So, um, of course, I had to go through the state to get um, make sure my name was available. That it, which it is. Yeah, you can do your name look up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you do your name look up. Uh, I had to figure out if I wanted to be an LLC or I wanted to be incorporated. I am incorporated. Mm-hmm. Of course, you pay those fees to get all of all of those things done. Um, with that, you have to make sure you have a business banking account. Mm-hmm. So I got my business banking account set up. A website. Yep. And websites are very important and it's so easy. I thought it was the hardest thing to do because I'm like, I'm not a web designer. I'm not a graphic mm-hmm. designer. It is like the most easiest thing to do. So if you need a website, you can hit your girl up and I'll charge you a fee. Okay. And it won't. <laughs> <laughs> After you told them it was easy. It's easy. It is. It is. You can throw a website up in a night. In yeah, the I night. really, you can. Yeah. And people are out here charging $1,000 to put up, to make a website. We should do a workshop. We, let's go. You guys will sign, let us know if you will sign up for our um yes. our, our workshop in the comments on this yes, pod. And we'll do. do a we'll do a workshop to get you guys signed up for your own website. Yep. But you will have to fund, of course, the um the search engine and so on. There are fees with that. But we will definitely host a uh, actual website That's building. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We we even know how to be uh, do graphic design. <laughs> yeah, she claimed a lot. We can, we can, we can kind of like you know yeah, finagle a little something. Going. Yeah, a little something. Get so you if you want to practice on a like a um a logo, 
we can help you with that a little yeah, bit. A just little bit. And if not, I can direct you and Reese can direct you yes. into different um, avenues that are not expensive. Exactly. And we can show you guys some apps that you can use to get your own website, yep. your own logo going. You can also make flyers and everything like yes. that. So if that's something y'all interested in, we can definitely pull something like that off, I we think. We sure can. We can do that. Let's go. So in the comments, let us know you will come to our workshop. We can put it together. It's going to be nice. And it's Seeker going to decorate. <laughs> <laughs> she always volunteered me for right. something. Always. So <laughs> we're going to make sure. We just had another guest in the pod. But anyway, keep it moving. <laughs> we always got guests, y'all. They love us. <laughs> we're keeping it real. So let's see. So what about you? What's some things that. You did to get your business started. So I did pretty much the same steps you did as far mm-hmm. as um, finding out if I have the name available, um, going through the state website. You can do it on your own mm-hmm. or you can go to websites or you can go to an accountant um, to set up your, like you said, you picked the L. I, my, our first business um, was LLC. I do have a S-Corp mm-hmm. and um, so it, it just depends on what kind of business you're running, okay. what you're going to be looking to set up. Right. Um, when doing the website, setting up your social media pages, mm-hmm. um, like you said, getting a bank account. And this is a little FYI to you guys. I know a lot of banks want to charge you like $1,500 to mm-hmm. start a business banking account, business checking, I should say. If you go to U.S. Bank and that's where, like, because you you don't want to exhaust your funds right. in certain areas, like, oh, I got to keep this $1,500 in this bank. Because realistically, mm-hmm. when you're starting out a business, um, you might not always have $1,500 to put into the bank. You might that's be right. literally buying inventory and doing everything where you need your money to be a little more liquid. Mm-hmm. So um, you could go to U.S. Bank and you could open up a... Um, Chase, I mean Chase, a checking account. Right. And I think during the time that I went um, to open up the skincare, it was only like $50 down. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, because when I did anesthesia, like that's why I know about the 1500 It was right. that. So yeah. when, you, um, <clears throat> when you're doing certain businesses, you might not have to put down so much money. So just check out the banks around you. Right. See if they got any promotions going on. Yeah. Make sure you're taking advantage of those things like that. And um I think those big those are the big points to yeah. making sure you have those things. Yeah, definitely those things. And like she like Sika said, um, check out like your banks around you. Like these small community banks are like probably the best banks to open up a business account. Like I'm at um my business account is ran through First Merchant, which is in my neighborhood. And it was <clears throat> You could start the business account with fifty dollars. I just put a hundred in there to start it, and it's growing off of that or whatever. So just go to these community banks, you know, and then once you're ready to like, you can try a Chase or a Bank of America, you know, or whatever um, bank your heart desires. But so just try like a small community bank and things like that. Like Sika said, it's really it's really easy. You can have some of these. Um, uh, banks that you open with $25 for a business mm-hmm. account. So, and some even zero. <laughs> so, yeah, they yeah. just want you in as a customer, customer so they can use your money yep. to make interest off of. That's it. You can and that's another business I want to do one day. <laughs> be a, I want to be bank. the bank. Yes. Okay. Oh, why was I thinking I that the other the day? I was driving down the street and I saw a bank that had closed and I said, this going to be the first black bank business. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the loan officer. I'm going oh, to loan you loan officer. Are you going to loan the money? I'm going to loan the money. I want to own the bank. You're listen, <laughs> and I will make sure that I'm generating the loan so I can get that interest. Right. Another thing you guys want to have um, on a serious note is an accountant because yes. you would hate to get caught up with the heiress. Yep, we know who Iris is, right? Yep, we sure do. Iris, Iris, all of I R S. Y'all yep. know who that is. So yep. you would you want to make sure you get you a good accountant um, to make sure your taxes are on point. Make yep. sure that you are if you're selling things, you definitely need a sales tax number, and when you can get That's that right. off of. Um, the city of Chicago website. Yep. Sure without can. a problem. You just literally apply and they'll send it to you within next within two day period, two day I think. Period. You get your whole um sales tax number. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have all of the things that you need for your business to actually mm-hmm. operate as a well armed oil machine on a um side of the state. Yeah. In federal. 
So um, don't just throw stuff up there and, and start moving and not, you know, considering that you do need to pay taxes if you're selling goods. That's right. You sure do. You got to pay them because you would be in trouble if you don't. We don't want y'all saying that they told us. No, we did not. This is not an A to Z list. We want to make that disclosure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then another um thing I would probably say that I forgot to say is that, of course, prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my main thing. First and foremost. Yeah, like I just prayed it through. But I also, I don't mind telling you what I did to get to those steps. Because sometimes we just look at people and they like, yeah, sis. Like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm I'm a billionaire. Well, how did you get there? Like, what else did you do? Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to tell the steps. Walk people through. Sometimes you need walk. Like, I... I'm going to say it all the time. I am slow, y'all. Okay? So, <laughs> you got to walk. And I'm a visual learner. You have to walk. You can tell me all day. But I may come back tomorrow and ask you again, like, what'd you say, dude? Okay, wait. You said, and I'm going to be on the phone. Like, okay, you said Google. And I'm going to spell Google. And you said state of Illinois. <laughs> state of Illinois. <laughs> like, for real. You got to walk me through. Sometimes I may send you a screenshot. Like, how should I answer this question? <laughs> yeah, these are all true statements. Yeah. I confirm. I confirm. Yep. So let's see here. What yeah. That? Let's ask us like one more like fun little question before we yeah wrap, wrap it up. up. Yeah. 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 So let's see. Um, are you more of a morning person or a night owl? Oh, that's real fun. Is there such thing as a middle day in? Mm. I don't like the morning nor the night. <laughs> but you just rather can be I get some noonish all day? Oh, noonish. <laughs> Okay, I'm a I want to go. I'm a noonish, middle dayish type person. So um, I don't want to wake up early, and I don't want to go. I can't. It's not even that I don't want to go to bed late. I might have a touch of narcolepsy <laughs> at about 10 p.m. You like my out. lids, man? I'm telling you, it's some on my lashes that pull the lids down to the other lid, and then next thing you know, some kind of warm blanket go over my brain, and that's it. Like, and the lights go out. And the light, <laughs> and she's out. So, I will call myself a noonish person, noonish. a middle day in. That's a new word. That's gonna be in a dictionary, y'all. Like, oh, sure. no, I'm the noonish coined here first. <laughs> Two best in the podcast. I Go love on. it. I love it. That's too funny. Um, How about you? What are you? Uh, night or day? I think I'm more of night. Um, yeah. Now, let me just keep it real. I get in the bed at around 10, but I don't go to sleep. Mm. Like, I'm up. And, like, when I'm up, I'm, like, researching. I'm learning new things. I'm writing ideas down. And then I probably doze off at about 1 o'clock in oh the morning. Oh, my goodness. But I'm in the bed, though. Like, but I cannot go to sleep. I'm like, and I can be at work. Like, I'm going home and go to bed. And I can take, like, a 5 o'clock nap or something like that sometimes if I don't have anything to do. But, yeah, by 10 o'clock, like you said, like, my legs get heavy. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. But I'm just, I guess I'm just tired of being up. So I just lay down. But I'm up. But you up. (laughs) You get it? So there you go, you guys. (laughs) You can be a night out, a middle day in, or you can be an early person, early bird. Definitely not early bird. And it it all works. Since she gets her her work done during the night, I like to get mine done in the middle of the day while doing something else, too. And then that works best for me. That's I think that's when my brain is actually working. Because when it gets too late, I'll be looking like. And you know what you can do, friend? Uh-huh. You can take a melatonin if you need to. Just one know, milligram. You, get you know, sleep. because I'm slow, I think I'm smarter at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I just do the work then. Like homework. I be doing homework and stuff. That's when you learn best, probably. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, it's good see, for you. But other than that, like, don't. Noonish, I can't help you because it's going to take me a while to. <laughs> to help you, yeah. But you create you you're creating more hours in your day because you trained your body to have less rest. Yes, I, I need to. You know what? Yeah. I wake up early now. That's the thing. Yeah, and too. I don't want to be up. Me either. Like I can. I probably my time. Well, goes I want to be up, but I want to stay in the bed longer. Okay. Yeah. Got to raise that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, besties, we are so happy that you guys joined us in a pod today. in our pod. Yes. And you all, make sure you tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. to Two Besties in a Pod. Because we gon' it's going to get what? Real? Real. What, real, real. We close the door. It's about to, to get, get real. real. <laughs> now, even though we close the door, you see sometimes we may have visitors come by and say hi. <laughs> 
All right, Bessies. Until next week. Till next week. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.